Meet Robert Randall, hard-working teacher. This sort of viciousness shouldn't be allowed. This is professional wrestling. Dedicated vice principal. And devoted father, who moonlights as a professional wrestler. My father's an animal. This is my other job, and these are my friends. But you both got to keep this a secret. Men in this world of ours sometimes bring us down. Pin our hopes to the ground. But we can work it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of My God Almighty! My God Almighty! Let's just start again. <laughs> no, fuck that! I'm doing it again! That was great! That was great! No, okay. Poor Derm, poor Derm is not able. Uh, uh, Yes, okay, boy God Almighty, the wrestling review podcast where we crack open a few lovely cans. Lovely cans! Oh, lovely little I didn't. Ah, lovely. And review the classic wrestling of yesteryear, one pay-per-view at a time. Yonder yester. Yonder yester. My name is Gray, and as always, I'm joined by Dave. Hello there. And Dermot. How are you? And this time around... We are reviewing the first pay-per-view of 1988, and it is NWA's Bunkhouse Stampede. This pay-per-view would mark one of the most frustrating time periods in Jim Crockett Promotions history. Jim Crockett was essentially the last man standing against the WWF and their onslaught of talent acquisition, fan base expansion and mass media attention. Vince McMahon had already cornered the pay-per-view market by threatening cable companies to hold WrestleMania for them if they ran any rival pay-per-views, which we previously talked about. Yep. But he also went arena by arena and tried to get as many as possible to sign exclusive contracts with the WWF. And if they refused that deal, Vince would still try and have a 60-day no-compete contract agreed to in order to keep Jim Crockett promotions from gaining any ground outside of their home base and blocking them in any area WWF just ran. What a bollocks. So, while Vince was making loads of money, Jim Crockett was bludgeoning money thanks to unnecessary costs like renting stadiums for supercards in markets that were not supporting the product. They also had two corporate offices, even though they only need one. Two corporate offices? And they also bought two airplanes to fly talent around in. Bought airplanes. Bought airplanes. Not airplane tickets. Bought airplanes. Silly billies. So, anyway. Two months after... Silly billies. Starcade 87... Jim Crockett Promotions tried again with Bunkhouse Stampede. The WF responded by running their first Royal Rumble event on free television, which was their specialty battle royal type match. 
like the Bunkhouse Stampede and they ran their own Bunkhouse Stampede matches on the house show circuit as well which is pretty much a dick yeah yeah, yeah serious dude yeah yeah like we're just gonna r- run well, like, your fuck you run, yeah having the Royal Rumble free free the very first r- yeah. free on that's mental yeah, yeah exactly and it that drew a massive rating didn't it I believed it yeah like it was free eight, network television like a crazy million thing. people yeah. or something watched it something ridiculous so let's get on to it sure thing it is NWA's Bunkhouse Stampede. January 24th, 1988, in the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, drawing an attendance of 6,000, which is 10k short of capacity of the arena. It's quite paltry, which isn't is, it? Yeah. I would say even 6,000 is probably stretching it. Yeah. Just looking at the crowd, there's yeah. so the thing is, many empty seats everywhere. Um, the show started at 7pm. Some tickets said the show started at 7pm. Some said 8. Some said 7.30, some said 8. So that's why and people were all over the kip. Mm. Also on pay-per-view, it was advertised as starting at 6. So no one knew when it was actually starting. Yeah. So everyone, so was, everyone was... That's why there was empty seats and people all over the shop. And it looked... When the lights went up for like laser shows, when lads were making their entrances, it looked piss poor. It really did. It looked... We talked about in our last episode the production value of WF being... Just getting better and better, yeah. and we talked about in an episode before that Starcade. The production value wasn't great, but they were, you know, they were trying their best. Whereas in this, the show opens without an introduction from anybody. No. It goes straight to Nikita Koloff's entrance. Nikita Koloff. Sorry, Nikita fuck off. Nikita fuck off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get our hosts after he makes his entrance. So our hosts are Bob Coddle and Jim Ross. Tony Schiavone has been relegated to ring announcer, which is mullet number one. Yes. Yes. Bing. The first match is for the NWA Television Championship, and it's the champion, the Russian Nightmare Nikita Koloff versus the challenger, Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Which is mullet number two. Mullet number two. Uh, Apparently, Mama Cornet, who's Jim Cornet's ma, had said that the Midnight Express needs to stop going for tag team titles and should go for some singles titles. So that's why Bobby Eaton is challenging them. Who wants to. Yeah, who who wants to take this? Can I just say one thing before? Yeah. Um, like, I don't mean to kind of um, belittle anybody else's experience, but this match was a cancer for me. This well, match was yeah. the worst match I've ever seen. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to argue against um, you. I'm going to agree. That's. I would say this is worse than any even local Irish match I've seen back when. It was yeah, like, definitely. Where a lot of kids were stupid fucking. It was, it was garbage. I'd say I had better backyard wrestling matches when I was 15 than this match. And my I'd say when backyard I went, wrestling matches were shit. I'd say when I was 15 and went to the WWF tribute shows where some fat white English lad with fake tan on was called The Rock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some lad who was like six foot one was pretending to be The Undertaker in the basketball arena in a boxing ring were better matches than these. Yeah. Yeah. This was um, like... Well, just to kind of maybe throw a little... You know, positivity into the situation. <laughs> I did like beautiful Bobby's gear. He looked like a bruiser bar. 
he did look like a bruiser bar. And well yeah. done. And he has a look. I knew there was something I was like, yeah. he looks like... He looked tasty. Like yeah. It's like, I really want a bruiser bar right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looked tasty. <laughs> and to be fair, Jim Cornette has a really nice jacket with lovely shiny oh, tennis Jim, rackets on the back. Jim Cornette is one of the only positives out of this match. He's, yeah, he's you can hear him at ringside being a fucking great manager. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, he, like... After about 15 minutes of this shit, like he's just on the outside trying to get the crowd into it because nothing that they're doing in the ring is going to get the crowd well, into That's because it. they're just doing a hammerlock. Oh my god. It's like, the match is 20 you, minutes you long. And I'd here. say 12 minutes is a hammerlock. 20 minute hammerlock, fuck off. Not that's only... not Nikita, fuck off. That's the match needs to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I should be like. You know, and then we have a match for the NWA title um, in a 20 minute hammerlock. Fuck no, off it's, match. no, it's the TV title, isn't it? Sorry, is that, what did I say? The ham- the no, NBA you said the NWA title, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the, the TV wrong. title, Sorry. and this isn't even a TV match. But you know what? Um, on top of that, on yeah. top of all the shit we're talking now, the camera work for this match oh. was absolutely brutal. The, the amount of time they set on a hammerlock, where they could have been covering oh. each other's notes, but you can clearly see them calling. Like, yeah. They're not even trying to, to okay. hide the fact that they're calling so the match. The, the thing that annoyed me most about this match, obviously apart from the 15 minutes of hammerlocks, is uh, the fact that the one high spot there is when he gets like a I can't even remember what it was he gets some sort of move I think probably a drop kick maybe no no you get outside onto the, the concrete it was a hip toss and he yeah. didn't sell it he didn't sell it at all there the was only no... high spot in the match he doesn't sell it guys I mentioned before we started recording that I had a huge problem with this show and one that huge problem no, selling. Selling. no one fucking sells a thing apart from Ric Flair apart from well, yeah, well, well, apart we'll, from we'll, we'll talk about that we get but to like Bobby Eaton Bobby gets Eaton's a hip toss onto the concrete onto the and concrete. he knows sells it I and then they go back to a fucking like, five shit. minute hammerlock the thing oh. that really pissed me off about this match sorry I just knocked over a can there um, a lovely can a, a lovely can lovely can was the lack of a sense of urgency from both of them right the match goes to a 20 minute time limit draw the second pay-per-view by NWA in a row where the first match has been a time limit draw. Yeah, right? what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Goes 20 minutes, time limit draw. Tony Schiavone's gone. Five minutes elapsed. Ten minutes elapsed. Fifteen, right? Then he gets down to two minutes elapsed. Oh, sorry, not two minutes elapsed. Two minutes left. Bobby Eaton still has the hammerlock on. If the hammerlock hasn't worked for the first ten minutes of the match... Or and the first two, 18 minutes yeah, in the match. And there's two minutes left... Go a different route, and mate. Nikolai Fukov has about five seconds left, and he hits him with a clothesline or something, doesn't he? Which not just or no, we don't know because his clothesline is the finisher. He hits him with something no, else. No, he, he, hits him, he hits he, the clothesline early, but then he's down himself no, 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 and can't. There's like five seconds left. No, though. no, no. It's like when there's like ten seconds left, he starts doing the ten punches. Yeah, and, and then he goes serious. for the clothesline. Not, that's exactly what it was. There's actually a bit, there's actually a bit exactly where there's actually a bit. I think, I think it might be before ten seconds. It might be about twenty yeah. seconds. He does ten punch. The crowd are doing the ten nine. And Nikita is sizing him up. You know, like, when The Rock stands behind him, sizing him up for the Russian sickle, and I'm like, just one at him and hit him with your Put him down. You've well, got ten seconds. Hit the cunt. To be fair, though, the only thing is, like, Nikita knows he's keeping his title. If it's a time now, he's the face, I though. know he's the face. At least like, hit him. At least yeah. give him a few digs. Do like, you know what I mean? Bobby and it also, but like, it, it's, down to the, like, it's down to the believability of the whole thing as well. Like, that, yeah. that took me out That's what I mean. Again, the, like, lack of, the lack of a sense of urgency and the fact... A twenty-minute match, and they—I I would say, I'm going to be realistic now. I'd say they walked that hammerlock for between thirteen and fourteen minutes. Yeah, definitely over twenty-minute match, easily, easily. Yeah, 
like I know like he's trying to make a story of he's working the arm so he can't use the Russian we don't need it for or whatever, 20 but, like, minutes nearly. or if you're gonna you can work the arm with a different hole you don't need to keep going back to the fucking hammerlock every single time there, this is and the, the thing the problem is I know Bobby Eaton is a decent wrestler yeah, and he's just not Nikita Koloff's fuck off last yeah. match was grand but I don't know this is we've seen like some like three minute matches in pay-per-views up to now this is yeah. a 20 minute match this is the worst pile of shite it I've is it's ever the worst seen. match in the world it's the, it's the worst match I've ever seen I've seen a lot of wrestling same here yeah. I've watched a lot of wrestling over this a lot the, of years this, this, this the is worst. the of recollection this is the worst ma- and I don't think we're going to see anything worse do you know the way like in Guantanamo Bay they there was like the rumours they were using Metallica's Saint Anger yeah. over and over again to torture they should people. make them watch, yeah, they should make watch, them watch the, this on repeat yeah. I I'd give up. What do you want to know? What quick. do you want to know? What do you want to know? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I want to tell you if you're going to put turn that shit off. Fucking hell! Um, it's so bad. But yeah, another thing like there last um, one of the our previous episodes, you were talking. Actually, when we did Starcade, you were saying that um, the timekeeper was really annoying you. And at the time, I, I didn't really, I didn't understand to be honest because it didn't really bother me too much. Like, but watching this match. <laughs> specifically this match with the timekeeper my head was absolutely wrecked it was like shut up shut <laughs> up just let me lock um, the match. did you notice I don't think they did it in any other matches on this card did they they did yeah did they yep but like one of them I didn't even I notice which one, one, one was like 90 minute time limit and I was like that was the yeah. what the match. fucking point that maybe the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I was like, what's the fucking point in calling out the like ten minutes have lapsed of the ninety minute time limit? Yeah, like, Eighty just... minutes remaining. Just maybe call it when an hour's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if an hour does go, think about the granularity of it. Like, oh, it's... Um, I'm, so, I'm so I'm so angry at this match. I'm so angry that this match, like, what annoys me is right. This is on the WWE network, right? Yeah. Because pay per views within the WWE is video library that they haven't put on the WWE network. But this is on me. Why is this on me? This is shit. Yeah. And we'll get there in the main event. Like, they don't even have the entire footage of this pay-per-view. And this is on me. I'd love to see whatever kind of, like, analytics that the WWE Network used, like, behind the scenes to see who's watching what shows. And I'd love to see, like, a graph of this event. What, what I like, you know, you might see like a, a no. tree, a tree person spike maybe in the past two weeks. No, I wouldn't even. <laughs> like, yeah, I, wouldn't even we watching. I wouldn't want to even see who's watching it. I'd like to see how many people pressed play and watched the entire it, thing. Like, watched it to the end. Like, like how many people said, "Fuck off!" I I had to watch this pay per view in order to review it. And yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. it in four parts because every time I got to the end of one match, I couldn't watch another match afterwards. Yeah. It's awful. It's tough going. Whereas Survivor Series, I watched in two parts. Yeah, same. Uh, not because I was annoyed, because it was late and I had to go to bed. Yeah, I was the exact same. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with this, it was like I watched that match and I was like, I couldn't possibly watch another wrestling match after. No, it was. I think I did even, it in three even parts. Even if it was like you knew it was going to be great, you still no, just, just I was. I had tapped out of wrestling after this match. Yeah, ready this, to give up. This makes this makes three lads who, on a monthly basis, record a podcast about wrestling. Not like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If it makes you not in the mood to watch wrestling, that's that's a bad sign. That's, that's a, a really bad sign. Bad of a sign. Match. Do you know what I mean? Fucking garbage. Uh, th- that's my last words. And I don't. What, what would your last words um, in this match be? If you could, if you could describe it in two words or three, maximum three words. Um, I, 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 
I, I'm gonna ignore exa- everything you just said there in the past like three seconds about the the word limit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I w- like I'm gonna give it give it the match just a little bit of credit because you know you want I want to finish on a, a a positive note for this match because why the fuck not? But the high impact stuff was good. Yeah, I thought the high impact. Space, it it like, lasted like forty seconds or twenty. I, I have in my notes right here the high impact stuff was good, but it was few and far between. Yeah. And one thing that kind of sings out in my head is the is the hip toss on the outside. I thought that was fucking great. Except, and I, the, I, I completely marked out when when that happened. I was like, yeah. holy shit! And then yeah. I was like, why is he not? Why, why aren't you selling it? Get up or, or stay where you are. Like, positives I have is Jim Cornette, as I mentioned before. That's I have Jim Cornette as well. Yeah, punches looked really good. He had pretty decent punches. They looked realistic punches. Yeah. And the only other thing I have in my notes is a um, positive thing. Or can it be po- it, It's certainly not negative. It's Bob Cottle on commentary just going, Koloff's doing a good job of riding him. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Um, if, if I have to end this match on a positive, yeah. uh, the only thing I can say is he has a great mullet. He does. He's it's a fantastic a fucking, mullet. It's a, it's a man's mullet. A monster mullet. Monster mullet. Right. So that came to a close of 20 minutes. Via fucking cancer. <laughs> via time limit draw. After the match, I'm so sorry. Sweet Stan, run, Sweet Stan Lane runs out, and they double team the Nikita. heel. Yeah, no, he's not the heel. No. Sweet Stan runs out, and they double team Koloff, and they beat him down. You know it's really strange. Midnight Express, right? Mm. Beautiful Bobby Sweet Stan. Sweet Stan is a fucking Greek god. The body on him, yeah. he's great. Yeah, yeah. And then beautiful Bobby. Is far from beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if that's a joke or like if I would have thought it was a joke, they'd both be. Yeah, it's like weird. Fat, but one of them is a babe. Yeah. The other one's a fucking pudgy bastard. Yeah. And he has a beautiful mullet, though. That must be what. Maybe that's what the beautiful bit is. Yeah. About the mullet as opposed to his belly. Yeah. <laughs> and his other flabby bits. But like the whole match, like Nikita Koloff. Nikita Fukov very rarely got the advantage and then even after the match he got beat down it was yeah. just weird booking him just getting his ass kicked yeah as well as the fact that like this is the fucking opener of the show and it makes you not want to watch the rest of the show no, imagine, weird, imagine weird booking in, read bad booking imagine being in the arena yeah and having paid like $20 you feel fucking $20, $20, $20 like, 87 in 1987 with a lot of money it's probably about $45 yeah, now, yeah. you know what I mean well, luckily enough, not that many people paid it because the arena was not very full. <laughs> okay, no, for, for Jim Crockett me. Promotions deserved to fucking Fold. be struggling yeah, here, like, you know. We skip straight to the second match. Yep, I don't want to hear anything else. And it is for that garbage title we mentioned in Starcade episode. Oh, yeah. The UWF Western States Heritage title. Fuck off, which are too many syllables. Well, this will be the last pay-per-view. I don't it'll want to. It'll ever be on. And it is the champion, Barry Windham, versus the challenger, Larry Zabisco. Okay. Thoughts, thoughts, etc. Thoughts are mullets. Uh, two. two. Uh, so that brings us to four. Yeah, and yes. we could also, I know we don't count female mullets in the same category as male baby mullets. Doll. Baby, doll. baby doll definitely has Talk to me for a second about baby doll. Is she the presenter from the last, uh, from Starcade? No, no, that's Missy Hyatt. Missy Hyatt. Yeah. Okay, so it's not the same. Not the same okay, no. I, 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 I thought it might have been, but uh, it is not. Um, what did you guys make of this match? I think this match, if you watch this match on its own, you wouldn't really like it. Nope. But I think if you watch it after the previous match, it's 
good. Do you want to hear my interpretation? Yeah. It was less of a cancer than the first <laughs> yeah. match. It was malignant. Oh, no, it was <laughs> benign. <laughs> it was sorry. benign, yeah. It was still oh, cancer, yeah, but it was For benign. the UWF, benign title. <laughs> the benign title? <laughs> the benign heavyweight title. Benign and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I robbed oh, that one from like, Scrubs, by the way. I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, like this. Like, after you've had that opener that has killed the crowd, you want something to pick the crowd back up. Mm. And then you go to Larry oh. Zabisco, who loves a good stall. He loves, he the, loves yeah. the stall. Oh, I'm going to oh, roll man. out of the ring. I literally, I got no, like, it's okay, you can roll out of the ring after a big man high spot to buy some time. Yeah. He gets, like, a little slap and he rolls out of the ring to stall. Every single move, I, he's going to stall. I say, That's I, why I have it, like, uh, we I get liked, it, you're a heel, like, fucking... I did like Zabisco's frustration with not being able to get one up on Barry Windham. Barry Windham kept, like, you know, they do a bit of, you know, a bit of grappling and Barry Windham come out the best, or they do a bit of striking and Barry Windham come out the best. And Zabisco was so... You could audibly hear him from in the ring being pissed off, and yeah. I was like... I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll get like I'll give him that. But you like it for um, maybe about three minutes to start. After a while, you kind of want to continue yeah, a little bit. You get his character. It got good. Like right, it was a nineteen-minute match. I would say it got good around the last five minutes. In yeah. the sense of, it at least had a, a build to a climax yeah. what, and a finish. What I'd as opposed say, to the last match, which was yeah, yeah. I'd big. say like it was a pretty boring match, but at least the ending was interesting this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least it was they, kind of original. At least ending it stuck to the structure yeah. of a wrestling match. This was another fucking match where neither of them sold anything. Um, the um, entire time Zabisco's working on Wyndham's knee, and like yeah. Wyndham doesn't sell it whatsoever. And he meant to have an injured like, knee. Yeah. And then he just, when he gets he up, just he just around, he's just like strutting around like a fucking peacock. This is how shit it shows how selling is in the world title match. Hawk at least sells his knee. Yeah. If Roadwire Hawk is selling and you're not, you're doing something terrible. Yeah, definitely. We will get to that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, if Roadwire Hawk is selling and you're not, well then... Okay, but Larry Zabisco, not the most athletic wrestler in the world. I thought he was good, though. He goes for a dropkick at one point... And the dropkick is so bad that even JR kind of laughs at him. <laughs> he probably shouldn't be throwing a dropkick. Like, you can't do it. You have to, though, in fairness. He's been wrestling since 1974 <laughs> Because later in 1980, this is January 88, Wyndham will win the United States Heavyweight title and the World Tag Team titles in 88. Both those titles, right? So they obviously had big hopes big for plans him. for him, yeah. But he was the holder of a piece of shit title. Yeah. So they needed to take the piece of shit off him without making him look weak. And I think, even though the match was bad, it still accomplished that feat. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And as we said, the ending is pretty good. Like, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Missy hired a... Uh, Baby doll. It's a, uh, baby doll. <laughs> Missy, you've got this into my head now. It wasn't me, man. She looks like her. No, no she she's just blonde and blonde from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. They all have the a crazy nose. mullet. Yeah. So the ref takes a bump, and uh, so Barry Windham doesn't realize that the ref is down. Even though he looks at him, he's, he's yeah. looking at him when he goes out, and he goes mm. for a pin. But baby doll counts, counts the three. The three he hears the three, thinks he's won the match, and stands up. And then I yeah, thought that was a really, that was a really yeah. good uh, thing to do. Yeah, I thought it was, was really smart. good. And then he he takes advantage by hitting him with her shoe with as her well. High heel, yeah. yeah, and then pins him for the three. 
Yeah, I thought that was that was. I her. thought, I thought was uh, Baby Doll was a kind of a, an interesting factor in the match because yeah, she was yeah. like she was going mad at Wyndham at the start as well. Yeah, she like she had him in there for a good like four minutes, kind of just screaming at him. Where uh, Zabisco had like like a knee scissors or some sort of lock on Wyndham, and Wyndham was like left facing Baby Doll, and she was like, "Give up, give up!" And he was like, "Get away from me, you bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that was good. The thing is, like. The ending was good and the start was good. There was just no need for the 15 minutes in between them. It <laughs> yeah. was way too This could long. have been a seven and a half minute yeah. barnstorm. Deadly match. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, It could have yeah. really been like really good. Didn't like, need 17 yeah. minutes at all. But 19 minutes. Oh, worse. Even, even worse. worse. But yeah. like, to be fair, it's better than the last match. This match is a two out of ten. Damn, I've had a number of cans. <laughs> Less of a cancer. I've had a number of cans and half a bag of Hobgoblin barbecue potato chips or something, and I will put on a better match with myself than you. I'll put myself in a headlock and <laughs> headlock takeover, and then like I'll kick out my own pinfall, and it'll be better than that. Would you not match. just put yourself in a hammerlock for fifteen minutes? No, have a sit down. I would at least. <laughs> it'd be the exact same it'd, thing. It'd be more exciting because I'd probably sell it better. Probably, yeah. scratch yourself at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So that match came to a finish at nineteen minutes and sixteen seconds when. As we said, Zabisco used the heel when the ref was down. The, sorry, the high heel, because if I say heel, it could get confused <laughs> with terminology. Uses Baby Doll's high heel and becomes the new woo, UWF Western States Heritage title. And then the I title disappeared. The benign title, yeah. Such a benign title. And then, it just goes straight to the next match. Yeah, Straight to the next match. There's no like time for anything to breathe on this show. No, it could do with a promo we, or something. Oh yeah, we all we all watch this on the network. Yeah. On the network, it cut straight from the end of the Zabisco window match to like you know when a VHS is kind of dying a death and it kind of like flickers a bit. Colorful. And then there's a note saying presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties, which is basically the master tapes of Bunkhouse Stampede are slightly wrecked. I did a bit of YouTube and Googling and literally all that was cut out was their entrances. No promos missing. No commentators making any um, analysis. It was just straight on again. And I'm like... Ooh. Yeah, like, it was very... At, there's no promos. There's no even... The, like Even the commentators aren't given a background. Why are these two wrestlers for yeah. wrestling? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea like, either. Like. And the worst thing is... Okay, so you've just had a title change. You give that no time to breathe. The worst thing is, there actually was a really interesting background to this that we could have got to see, because <laughs> Road Warrior Hawk legitimately wants to rape Ric Flair. Yeah. He's cut a promo saying he wants to rape him, and I don't get any of this background on this rape story. Why do they not put the rape promo in? I don't we'll know. put the rape promo we will. in. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Check out the rape promo. Don't you look swell today! Oh boy! Hey! Listen up! There's been a lot of sports writers and sports editors flapping their yaps about us getting soft. Ha ha ha! Does this look soft to you, Paul? Does this look soft to you? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's one part of our bodies that's soft, and it ain't soft all the time if you catch my meaning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair, you're going to find out what hard is all about. Because from the time I get in the ring with you, Guppy, 
It's gonna be a hard night all night long, and you can forget about your limousines, your pretty girls, and your diamond rings. Cause they don't mean diddly do squat when I get done with you. When I get done with you, Space Mountain will be closed for repairs. Tell them, Paul. So did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy, <laughs> did you enjoy that? Space Mountain closed for repairs. Well, like, there's only one bit of him that's soft. But <laughs> he's soft all the time. If you catch his meaning. <laughs> he's going to be very hard when he's in the ring with Ric Flair. Oh, he is oh. All night long. All night long. Who wrote that promo? He went with it. He went with it. He just wanted to rape Ric Flair. Who doesn't? Well, I mean, look at Ric Flair has a mullet. No, that's... I'd, 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 Number eight. Five. Eight. <laughs> five, eight. Oh, no, five, eight set mullets. <laughs> well, this is the third match. Okay, so there was two on the force. Every two single person had, had a mullet so far. Oh, yeah. Tony Schiavone, Bobby Eaton, Barry Windham, Larry Zabisco. Four. So Does Larry Zabisco have a mullet? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a terrible mullet. Okay. It's a mullet nonetheless. There's some great crowd shots at this show. Who also wanted this? Yeah, and they also <laughs> have mullets as well. I right, hope we can find some. It'd be difficult to stick them out. But Jesus Christ, I'm sorry if any of you are listening to this podcast right now, anybody who was at fucking uh, Bunkhouse Stampede 88, you're a bunch of fucking hicks. <laughs> I'm a, you I'm hillbilly bastard. It was in New York. You inbred hillbilly bastard. It was in New bastards. York. It doesn't fucking matter. They look like hillbilly bastards. Okay, okay. The only people from New York going to watch NWA. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm also sorry for the fact that you had to go <laughs> watch that fucking... through this. If if you had a ticket that said it started at seven, if you had a ticket that started at eight, you missed the fucking shittest part of the yeah. show. So you're fine. Or yeah, you probably did. Um, right, Road Warrior Hawk is challenging Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Title. The first word I have in my notes in capital letters, exclamation mark, is roids. Roids, roids, roids. A lot of juice. Uh, a lot of juice. Did this apple this match juice came about because I have no Hawk idea. pinned Flair in a tag team match. I believe the Road Warriors beat Flair. Him and Tully was yeah, it? Yeah, and, and, and I can't man. remember. Him I read him. this earlier, right. and he pinned Flair, so that's how he got his world title cool. shot. Anyway, but um, yeah, like it's it's weird seeing one of the Road Warriors in a singles match going for the world title. Mm. I'm not sure how they're building this up as I, their second uh, ever pay per view. Is he really the best single star as you have? When he's like, uh, well, the so quality assist. of the match is better than the oh, other match. Well, the fourth match is also a tight team. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, yeah, it is. It's, it's way better. better. It's still not great. It's still, no, it's not great though. I mean, it's Flair. I think the only thing that saves this match is Flair is selling. Flair bumps everywhere, makes Hawk look amazing. He, he does acts, everything. He acts legitimately intimidating yeah. by him he, as well. He carries this match completely. Big like. time. The one thing I didn't get was the whole cut off, right? So, usually it's always face bath as a heel, and then heel does some dastardly thing to get back, right? So, Flair forcedly does a low blow. Grant beats him up a little bit. Then Hawk makes a comeback, and I'm like, okay, so the low blow isn't the cut off, right? So then Hawk misses a fist drop, right? Goes for a jump of fist drop, flare moves, and then sells his leg. Yeah. So I'm like, if you'd hit the fist drop, your leg would still be sore. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What the? It, it didn't make sense. He jumps up with a big fist drop, flare moves, he lands on the ground on the mat, and then starts clutching his knee. And I'm like, if your fist had connected with Flair's face. Your knees still would have impacted the mat in the exact same manner. 
like stupid and then Freya just walks the knee for the rest yeah, of the match like, you would so think weird. like if he's gonna miss the fist drop he's gonna sell his hand fist, or his yeah, fist yeah, like, yeah, exactly. for his knee and that's like the first time he actually sells in the whole match like there's I know Hawk is notorious for his no selling but there is a point where Ric Flair rakes his eyes mm. I mean whatever the Hawk being heard everywhere rah. yeah like, your eyeballs, your, your eyeballs. eyeballs. You have to sell a rake in the eyes. You can't fucking ignore that. What are you doing? Yeah, but you know you can't ignore this either. Ah, lovely can. Ah, lovely can. One of one of my favorite parts of this ma- match was not anything either of the wrestlers did. It was when Jim Ross was talking about Flair's chops, and he says they look like karate or judo chops. As far as I know, there are no chops in judo. And I don't I'm, believe there are chops in karate either. I'm pretty sure the whole joke in really? Austin Powers when he kept going, judo chop, judo chop, is, is that, that there are no chops in judo. Yeah, judo Maybe J.R. made up the joke for Austin Powers. Maybe. That's Maybe what that's what he's doing. Judo chop. And so, like, <laughs> so you're telling me there's no karate chop either? Are you telling me oh, like no. my whole life has been a lie then in that case? Yes. Dave. Isn't there like a Pokemon move called uh, karate it's chop? definitely more of a chop in karate than there is in judo. Yeah. Definitely. Striking. There's a, it's probably more of a punch but, or an open hand punch like a kind of like like chop yeah. yeah yeah, to be fair you can't see what I just like did but. Flair Flair <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely Google Kessigurdi chop and you'll see what Dave did it's a wrestling move but it was the neck Flair <laughs> absolutely sold like a boss he definitely he did. did yeah he, he did uh, it was it's great. the best match of the night so far but that's saying absolutely nothing no I'll have, I'll have it still probably wouldn't get more than 5 out of 10 mm. 4 out of 10 yeah. no um, um, like, there's, there's a Firstly, for the second match in a row, there's a ref bump. Who's booking this shit? Who's booking this shit? Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Dusty Rhodes. How many dusty finishes can there be when it's booked by Dusty Rhodes? Uh, well, Who would get fired shortly after this? Dusty Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Um, but, yeah. No, but like, right. so, we're so there's a second ref bump in a row. We're at our third match. James J. Dillon comes in with a padded chair. A fucking padded chair. Cracks Hawk and Hawk now sells it because it probably legitimately didn't Didn't work. hurt. It was, yeah, a yeah. chair. it was a fucking padded chair. Also, he now sells it because it's Hawk. That's yeah. what he does. And then there's a load of chair shots and then the ref sees Flair hit Hawk with the chair and DQs him and the belt obviously stays on Flair. Okay, so like, we've had three a matches. Fuck of a finish. We've had three matches. Yeah. Two non finishes, one like one horrible heel cheat finish. finish. Two ref bumps. Two ref bumps. Yeah. Who do you think is booking it? <laughs> There's a reason and for the second pay per view in a row. Time minimum draw in the fourth match, <sighs> and for the second pay per view in a row, steel cage in the main event. What the fuck is this garbage? Yeah, like I love Dusty Rhodes, but this this is getting a bit much now Keep at this it, stage. Yeah, you shouldn't have the book in the hand, right? So that match comes to a close 21 minutes 39 seconds when Rick Flair is disqualified for using the chair Lads. blatantly in front of the referee. We're already at the last match. There was oh, only four matches. 12 we're, we're 30 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, but um, when we when we did um, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Four matches. That's four it. matches we did look a good hour or so. Yeah, but that's because there was loads of good things to talk. This is yeah, just all. This is just please all. Shit, let shit, 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 so, is there anything else we can say about this match? Ric Flair came out does, does with the title looking absolutely deadly. He does do a blade yeah, job. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love Ric Flair. Ric Flair always does a blade job. Yeah, he does a blade job. Uh, the title really suits him. And uh, 
that's the most positive thing I can say about match. this match. Right. So after this match, they time waste to the point where Bob Coddle reads the fucking credits. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah. Reads the credits. Reads and the credits. While they tell us this is probably the quickest anyone has put up a cage in history, while he kills time forever. Yeah, you're he killing re- me, he reads mate. You're killing me. What, what did you uh, make of Bob Coddle compared to uh, Tony Schiavone on the previous um, show? I'm going to surprise myself and say I prefer Tony Schiavone. Yeah. As a To be honest, I've like... Bob I've Coddle re- was... He just seemed like he, he was like... He's hitting him, Jim. What do you think, Jim? And he's like, I'll just do my job then, Bob, because you're a fucking shit. I don't know. Like, um, I kind of came into this having recently listened to one of Jim Ross's podcasts, mm-hmm. and he really put over Bob Cuddle as one of his influences and really? one of the yeah. best commentators, and I was kind of expecting him to be really good. And he like a Gordon Saudi job. Yeah, good. and he, he really, like... He, His crap. Yeah, he, he took away from JR's commentary rather than adding to it. Yeah. Um, I would have much rather have Tony Schiavone there. I know the last time we said Tony Schiavone was just there and J.R. did everything. But, but at least Tony Schiavone knew when to get out of J.R.'s way yeah, and just let him be yeah, J.R. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bob Cuddle just overrides him and says nothing. Loads. Says nothing. He says lots of words and that doesn't mean say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He talks a lot without saying anything. That's, that's the term, yeah. Exactly. Um, he reads the credits. <laughs> he reads the credits. Why is there credits on a wrestling show that's meant to be real? No, but, no, but I can understand you going... Production ca- and... But he's like, cameraman, Dino Spumoni. Yeah, you or, you know what I mean? a sporting event. Spumoni? Yeah, <laughs> Spumoni from... Uh, hey, hey, Arnold, Arnold yeah. Darling, you left my heart in pieces on the floor. So tell me why shouldn't I break some things of yours? That's Spumoni. He's the dreamiest. The that stupid what sporting event have you ever watched executive producer Jim Crockett and he's doing they fucking you can't have an executive producer produced by David Crockett Associate producer Wayne Daniel. No, Everything like, uh, that we're was, not going to do it. We're not going to read it. Oh, it's very Direct bad. By Toby everything <laughs> that like everything that we said at NWA at the last pay per view that we said they, was they've, good they've about completely it. destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like, we were like, the production isn't great, but the rest are in ring stuff. And now they've literally had three terrible, terrible matches. Ones. No uh, selling. The best match. Shit. The best match would get one star out of five for me. Yeah. And the worst match would get minus two million stars. It was fucking shocking. Yeah. And like we said, it was presented like a realistic sport, and it didn't like you didn't come out of the thing with thinking, "Well, this is obviously fake." And then you watch this main event, and you're just like, "Who came up with this idea? What were they thinking?" I can answer that. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Do you but, know but that the thing is? The thing is, right? And it really pissed me off that they never said anything about it. This is the only bunkhouse stampede that. It's in a steel Man, cage. This is the right? third one, and so, it's completely different from the, the other. Previous, like, but they have a tournament to get into the bunkhouse stampede final, right? Those previous tournaments over the last two years, and any other bunkhouse stampede match they've had, have literally like the whole gist is it's basically a hardcore battle royal. Yeah, yeah. and it was, and you wear street fight clothes, which it seemed cool, on paper seems cool, right? Yeah, so definitely. the real bunkhouse is like a worker's, like what do you call it? 
Lodgings. Accommodation. Lodgings, accommodation, yeah. So that's why they all kind of wear jeans and cowboy boots and belts and vests. Street fight gear, casual gear, yeah. right? And a lot of them bring weapons to the match. And it's meant to be a battle royal. They obviously knew the WF were running their own bunkhouse stampedes on shows. Probably a lot less blading from the WF product. Yeah. But still, right? So they, and they knew they were going to do the Royal Rumble, which was this new battle royal idea. So then they were thinking, what do we do? And they thought, but no, that's what pissed me off again. Bob Coddle and Jim Ross don't go, this is a very special bunkhouse stampede yeah. with this mad rule. Right? So most people who listen to this are going to be familiar with battle royal. You throw your opponent over the top rope. Elimination. Two feet touch the ground. Elimination. This is a battle royal inside a steel cage. A 12 foot high steel cage. You can either throw them through the door, which is only about two foot wide. Two yeah. foot wide, yeah. Or you can throw them over the top rope. Over the cage. Sorry, over the cage. Over the top cage. Yeah. Now, cage. nobody's going to gorilla press someone over the top cage, nope. so they're going to have to wait for them to cl- climb the ropes. So why do they all fucking climb the ropes? Why do they all climb the ropes? Well, so much. So no psychology. So in order to win this match, yeah, you have to make your opponent climb the ropes and then win a cage match. Normally, that'll make them lose. Because if you yeah, get out yeah, of the cage yeah, and you get to yeah. the bottom, you win a you cage match. You have to match. force your opponent to win a cage match. That's like, you, know, you ever see like <laughs> like usual cage matches where like at the start of the match, um, they try and one of the guys will try yeah. and scarper up the the side of the cage to get outside. And obviously, you know the other guy always pull them back down. Mm. And you, then the match will continue. That's exactly what happens at the start of this match. If you Why are you just, trying? They, they, they run towards the side of the cages as if they're trying to escape, and, and it's like, you that's the you wrong thing to do. <laughs> you just sit in the middle and let them escape. Yeah. Yeah. Win. Yeah, go so, ahead, mate. Go ahead. We are at our main event already. Somehow, it's a bunkhouse stampede, which is a battle royal in a fucking steel cage. The literally a more stupid match than the kennel from hell match. Right? And kennel from hell on paper is pretty good. Mm. This, me in what the kennel from hell is? It was where there was a steel cage with a hell in a cell put over it and then the bit around it was full of rottweilers and you had to escape the cage and then out the hell, cell door. That, on paper that sounds alright. That right. sounds pretty good. Because yeah. a cage and a cell together. Unfortunately in reality the rottweilers are all really scared and just shitting. Literally like just a WCW sh- thing. No, no it was a WF thing. thing. Fuck off. Al yeah. Snow against Big, Boss, Big Boss Man because Big Boss Man had fed Al Snow his own dog. 98 I'd say. The dog's just pissed and shit all over the mats. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a good like, time when we get we there. Were, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, but, legitimately, the storyline behind it was Big Boss Man had come Pepper. over, Chihuahua. invited Al Snow over to his gaff and gave him a dinner. Because, you know, they were feuding and then he was like, oh, I feel bad about the fact that mm. we we can't get on. Come over to my gaff and we'll be friends again. Cooked him dinner. Cooked Al Snow's own dog own for dog. him and fed it to him. And then they had a kennel from hell match. And the dog shit a lot. And everyone had a really bad time. Yeah, yeah Do you notice like why we're talking about a really bad match because it's better than this match? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like Wait, this, I'll, this I'll is just the. Watch, I'll just get lob the participants out of the way. For oh. Please do. Yeah. Right, so it's the US champ that uh, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, who has won the previous two Bunkhouse Stampede tournaments. Guess who wins? Guess the Booker. <laughs> Dusty um, Rhodes. Tully Blanchard. The Russian bear Ivan Koloff, who is mad intimidating. I Ivan Fukov? Sorry, Ivan Fukov. The warlord who has taken even more roids than Don Morocco yeah. and and the hawk combined. Yeah. Aaron Anderson. The total package is Lex Luger. Uh, the barbarian and road warrior animal. Uh, Lex Luger has left the four horsemen and has torn face. 
Are we really just gonna brush over Aaron Anderson without talking about his fucking belly top? His Britney Spears top? Oh yeah, but I mean, I would say Anderson's Britney Spears t-shirt. That's <laughs> like, it's a four horseman t-shirt that you just cut everything off by a little bit of stringy. And he, he doesn't have the body to be wearing a belly top. Well, he generally wrestles topless. Yeah. But please don't wrestle, wear no, like Don't draw even more attention to the fact that you have a belly boy wearing a belly top. Yes. I mean, and so... Here's what confused me about mm. this bunkhouse. Well, apart from obviously the rules and the way people are eliminating the whole thing, the match but like they're wearing their their civvies because it's not really a wrestling match. They're not it's no like a brawl. Gear. It's a street they're, brawl. It's yeah. a street fighter brawl. Whatever. Yeah. Yet they still have their face paint on. Am I meant to think that like Road Warrior Animal just walks around normally in his tracksuit and he still has his, his face, face paint. paint on all the time? And the same with. The barbarian. At least Warlord world. didn't have the face paint like, on. I don't, I don't understand. Still, I understand the stupidity of it all. Um, no, I don't understand. Sorry, no. I don't understand. <laughs> I understand your reaction to the stupidity. You understand that it's there, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like even Luger's wearing a weightlifting belt. <laughs> that can hardly help you. Like your back is gonna, you're gonna be stuck in a position. Like you know. Well, I mean? one one thing that definitely will help everyone though is the fact that we all know now that the Warlord is a lifeguard. He has a lifeguard t-shirt. If anyone gets in trouble, he'll help them out. He's also, a lifeguard. I also want to know why these men in their free time when they're not wrestling wear cowboy boots and jeans all the time. When, like, only Dusty is from Texas. Why are everyone wearing cowboy boots and jeans? It's NWA. Bust. It's so... Oh. It's right. terrible. So, I just noticed me in notes... Warlord is uber roids. <laughs> <laughs> Warlord is, has all the roids. He is so fantastic. legitimately He's fantastically everyone, muscular, but it's just crazy. So everyone just tries to climb the cage in, in order to in eliminate. order to not be thrown over the cage. Yeah, it's like like stupidest match ever. This match is makes terrible. TNA booking look intelligent. It does. It's fucking. It's and it's annoying because there's lads in there like Aaron and Tully. And even Dusty. Yeah. And probably Ivan Koloff. And it's just bad. The blade job Ivan Koloff does is he, he's wearing all red and his face basically looks like as it were. Speaking of blade jobs, over 50% of the participants blade in this match. An eight-man match <laughs> and five of them blade. Jesus Christ. Why does it need that many blade jobs? Right. Ivan Karloff blades, Tully Blanchard blades, Aaron Anderson blades, Warlord, bl- oh no, Animal blades, and then Dusty blades his fucking arm. It's horrible. And you see, he literally just holds his arm doing nothing with it for a good six minutes of this match. <laughs> just letting blood pump over for ages. One of the most disappointing things about this match is the, fact Luger should, the lack of mullets. The lack of what? The lack of mullets. We've got Luger and we've got Animal, uh, Animal and that's seven, a, seven mullets. That's that's a very disappointing. Two out of eight. Only a quarter of the participants yeah. in this match have mullets. Whereas almost sixty percent of them bladed. Yeah, it's very <laughs> terrible ratio. <laughs> Blade to mullet ratio is shocking in this match. <laughs> not not pleased. Not pleased. Not. But I think Luger should have gone over. Yeah. Right? Luger. Yeah. I, uh, he's torn face. There. He's torn his back on the horseman. He's being set to have a number of world title matches with Ric Flair. He should have won this match, right? And the, the stupidest thing was, right? I think Tully, Aaron, and Luger all get eliminated at the same time through the door, and it leaves it with the Barbarian and Dusty, 
who do you honestly think is winning between the Barbarian and yeah, Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, yeah. If they brought down to Dusty and Luger, you might have some. You might have said, "Fuck, it could, be, it could be either." Yeah, or yeah. But that was like, all right, it's a done, it's a done deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a done deal. Like, but this is the third Bunkhouse Stampede match, the third one in a row that Dusty has won. And the prize is a bronze boo. It's an oversized bronze. It's meant boo. to be full with five hundred thousand dollars, but they just forgot to put the money in it for some reason. Ah, yeah, it's a blank check. Oh, is it? I don't know. A blank check. It is Macaulay now. Culkin movie. <laughs> I don't think it was Macaulay Culkin, but I know the film you're talking blank about. Blank check. It's definitely Richie Rich. I think Richie Rich is the Macaulay oh, Culkin film. I think blank, blank check. check is just some other. Toward Wogler. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's Macaulay Culkin as well. I'll we can look it up later. Four euro, it's not. Four euro. I bet you blank check. Oh! I'm not fucking signing it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like 500 grand and an oversized bronze boot. I'd rather just have the half a million. Yeah. Like, I don't need time. an oversized bronze uh, boot. Especially if I already have two of them. Why does he need a third one? This was obviously a last minute decision, and they, like we were saying about the whole cage addition to the Bunkhouse Stampede match. Because I, I was saying before we recorded, I, the ad for the pay-per-view, television ad, had all, like, you know, faces and heels yapping on about it. And it was meant to be 20 people in it. Like, every Bunkhouse Stampede is meant to be 20 wrestlers in a battle royal, and you can bring weapons with you, and you're in your street clothes. That's the gist. Yeah. Eight people. In a cage. In a no cage. weapons. No weapons. Just change their mind. Someone did get whipped with a belt. I don't know. How did Dusty's arm get bladed? When there's no weapons in the cage, what? Yeah, what? He must have got rubbed up against the cage. I can't yeah, honestly exactly. remember. I, I can't honestly remember because I wanted to kill myself. Um, like maybe they were thinking like we have twenty men. WWF are going with Royal Rumble thirty men. We don't have enough wrestlers no. to make it forty. No, so. the first the first Royal Rumble was only twenty men as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. So. so they didn't. They could have just done anything. Could have done anything. They but did. they didn't. They did an eight-man cage match over the... Over-the-top cage, cage match. Tully Blanchard looks like a legit plumber, by the way. He does. He's the only one who looks like he actually was ever stayed in a bunkhouse. <laughs> the rest of them... Um, yeah. Yeah. So how does this end, Graham? And you know, tell us, fill us in. How, how does it finish? End this, please. I'd really like it to end a bit like World War Two. <laughs> I know it was in Japan... You're in Japan? Like Nagasaki or Hiroshima. 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 I wish it all just ended. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the end of it. And I never had to watch anything of this again. Honestly. John is a great subreddit for this kind of stuff. Is it called um, Fuck This Gay Earth? No, it's called uh, Eye Bleach. Oh well. Oh yeah. Well, eye bleach is the good stuff. Yeah, the good this stuff. This is not eye bleach. No. So if this you is see cataracts. Like the, I think eye bleach is generally intended for stuff. If you see like gore or kind of like not safe for life kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I fucking go onto that subreddit. This after is not safe for life. This fucking bollocks. This is not this safe for life. Fucking bollocks. Fucking, fucking bollocks. The crowd hates this match just as much as we do. There's yeah, they boring do. chance. There is, we want our money back chance at the end of the pay-per-view they all start chanting for a refund there and is. they should have fucking got it definitely yeah yeah. Completely well I mean agree. like this is in the main WWF market NWA New York. running their show yeah, yeah. New York and Connecticut like I said earlier in, the, in the intro they were booking out these massive venues to run supercards in markets that weren't supporting their no. product this is exactly it like I said 
they they didn't even fill half the arena. Yeah, it's a twenty it's a sixteen thousand seat arena, and they only drew inverted commas six thousand. Probably sold six thousand tickets. Doesn't mean that many people showed up. Right, who wants to go first on? I don't want to do this first. Are you, are you actually gonna like? No, I don't okay. Talk about it. Will I go first? No, no. Can, did we go. actually go through the ending of this match? Where? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So there's there's a point where there's it's down to the last two, and he's trying to get it's the barbarian. The barbarian dusty, is isn't it? trying to get Dusty through the door. And I think Jor says something like, "I don't think he can do this," and I was expecting to go, "I don't think Dusty will fit through this door because right. he's too fat." But whatever he says, and like. Even the ending of the match. He throws him over the top, though. Like, no, he didn't throw him over the top. No, they both climb over the top. The top and There's just... two people left. Why are you climbing? What are you doing? What is going on in this match? Why? Why, Dusty? Why? Oh, I don't want to speak, speak ill of the dead. He was a good in-ring wrestler. He was a and great promo. Good, he had some good ideas... But he also had some really shit ideas. This, and this was one, one of the, the worst. worst yeah. Just on yeah. a side topic, do you think like the whole you don't speak ill of the dead thing? Mm. He's a bit fucking shite. It's a bit shite, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of bad dead people. There's a lot of bad, probably more bad dead people than good Definitely. dead people. Does that make sense? So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can we can we please um can we just get to the point where we uh we discuss what the best match and worst match of this is? Because <laughs> who, who to be honest with you, this show I, I I feel it's kind of it's it's sending me into like a serious kind of spiral of. Are you depressed? I don't want to say depression, but like it's I, I definitely don't feel good about myself for having to like having to sit down and watch this. I'd actually like I'd rather watch X Factor. You know what? You know, yeah, I get a bit. And I know. Sick satisfaction out of watching X Factor because I know all these people are. Well, I know when you say that you're talking about the music show, but I would rather watch the worst stable in wrestling history. Yo, you dealing with the X Factor? I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never get that back. Oh, I know you hate that factor, but you ain't gotta look at me like that. I said you ain't gotta look at me like that. I would rather watch the worst stable in wrestling history, X Factor. Audition on the worst TV show in wrestling history. X Factor. Is <laughs> that a wrestling uh, TV yeah, show? Yeah, accompanied yeah, yeah, yeah. by Right to Censor. So the best match, lads. Can I just say something? Yeah. Can I just throw it out there? Best match, Flair. Yeah. Is it Animal? Hawk. Hawk. So you don't even care. So, yeah. no. so and the worst match is obviously fucking. Right. I'm yeah, gonna say. So this. remember in our previous episode when we were talking about Survivor Series, we said that. We didn't so much want to say that the women's match was the worst, but it was, it was the, fourth the fourth best. best. I will say this is the, the, the flare. It's, it's the, the least worst. bad match. It's, the least bad it's match. not the best match. It's just the least no, bad match the of least a bad, bad match. It's not a. It's, yeah, and I, I mean, would say Flair versus Hawk is the least bad it's match. The most possible. Then. The worst match is definitely the first, the first match, match needs to die. But I'm gonna bring in a new category, and it is the fucking stupidest match. Yeah, and I think the Bunkhouse Stampede would win that. Yeah, hands down. Over so, every match we've reviewed yeah. so far in our last five or six episodes, I don't think. I don't think we'll ever see a, stu- a more oh, stupid well, match. Oh well, I mean WCW 2000. The maybe. terror. Oh the. The two versus yeah, well, I mean, that there's one. a few matches. There was there's the one where Sting gets thrown when he's on fire and it's that's, a stuntable. Yeah, but that's still really a match. The, the match is still not stupid. Like, like you're okay. on fire. 
No, I mean, there's, the concept of the match is yeah, not stupid. Okay, well, there's, if we ever get to uh, TNA's reverse battle royal, that, that might be able to top yeah. this. I, was that Dusty booking as well? Could have been. Honestly, no, could have been. No, I don't. I 2004, don't. maybe? Mm, I think. 2005. Anyway, let's not dwell on it. I think it's Vince Russo. Let's but not dwell either on way. it. Not much better than Dusty Rose. No, much worse probably. Um, but, yeah, this happened. It was an event. So are we in agreement that like, oh, okay. the Flair Hawk match is the best? Yep. No, we're in agreement that the Flair Hawk match is, is, not the, the, is worst. the worst. It's the fourth worst. Yeah. yeah. And the worst is obviously the... Bobby uh, Eaton and Nik- yeah, Bobby Nikita Eaton. fuck yeah. off. Right. This is this is the first where we haven't kind of gone around. I don't even I don't even think it's necessary to go around between the three of us and discuss. No. This is the worst wrestling show I've ever watched. Yeah, I'm ever. not surprised. I completely agree. I completely that, agree. Like, Jim Crockett went out of business. Me neither. Mm. Worst wrestling show I've ever watched, which included one of the worst matches, the probably worst match I've ever watched. And I'm not surprised Jim Crockett went out of business. Uh, I would not recommend it to anybody. No. If you're a psychopath. And maybe want to inflict some harm, torture on someone, or, no, or like self, yes, yeah, self harm. If you're if you're say a masochist, yeah, watch Bunkhouse Stampede. And you know and the way there's, there's there's sometimes things that are so bad that they're kind of good in a this funny is, way. No, this this is isn't even funny. Of them. It's, just, no, it's no. just terrible. Like like you know, mid nineties fucking Dunk the Clown shit is bad. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, is funny. bad. Bad. This is bad. Bad. This is bad. Bad. You've got good. Good. You've got good. You've got good. Bad. And you've got bad. Good. And bad. Bad. This is bad, bad, bad. Hold on, wait. You've got bad, good, good, bad. Yeah, bad, good. bad, good, and good, good. No, or yeah. bad, bad. No, you're right. you've got good, good, right, good, good, good bad, good, bad, bad, good, bad, bad. bad. And this is bad, bad, bad. This is bad, bad, bad. bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is this is the bottom of the spectrum. Right. I don't know what the bad, good means. But like, you know. This is pretty much. I would say on a par with being raped by Road Warrior Hawk. Oh. No, I'd say I'd at least come like, if that happened. <laughs> your Space Mountain oh, would be out of commission for a long time. Your space, no, Space Mountain would be down forever. And they'd have it's to. Never, it's never coming back up. They'd have to bring a new ride in. I mean, yeah. he's dead now. And you're being raped by a corpse. And it's probably more enjoyable than watching this. Being show. raped by a man who's been dead for 10 years nearly. Well, wow. so that's how that's have how you been bad. reading my dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> so don't watch this. Yeah. So that is how bad this. And don't read is. Dave's dream journal. There's <laughs> <laughs> some fucked up shit in there. <laughs> Jeez, I just dream about going to Burger King. Yeah. Shit, you fucking freak. Okay, so we're all in agreement that Bunkhouse Stampede is the worst thing yeah. that's ever happened to the in the history of wrestling, <laughs> history of the world. It's so sad. So, yeah. so any positives we can finish on? Uh, it's, it's over only, it's less than two hours yeah here we go yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're finished watching yeah. it Four we don't, we don't ever have to watch this show again we never have to watch this show again <laughs> ever Jim Ross you know Jim Ross doesn't even say nah, the show he doesn't, he doesn't even say the show no. not a single promo no not a no, single no, promo no and even within no, the know. matches they don't explain the backstories no. No. no no footage of backstories I have no, no idea why anyone's fighting fuck Bunkhouse Stampede yeah fuck it Fuck it to death. Fuck it in its stupid arse. Right. We've been BGA. That's been the shittest pay-per-view that's ever been pay-per-viewed. Please don't watch it. Please don't watch it. For we your own good. You, beg you not to watch it. And next time, we believe it's WrestleMania 4. Yeah. Is it? 
It'll be better than this, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See you, bye bye. See you later. See you later. When I get done with you, Space Mountain will be closed for repairs.